0: This is Sheer Enjoyment Radio, Tani Talks Radio. We will, God willing, begin in one minute. Our call in line is 520-453-8302. You want to talk to us, we're happy to talk to us again. We're happy to talk to you again. Send us an email at SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com so I can keep track on manning the email. We have the call in line, and then once you come into the call in line, we'll ask you to mute yourself, and we will tell you when it's your turn. 520-453-8302. Five two zero We're just going to give it an extra minute to begin. Of course, our line to talk is the streamer link at streamer.radio.co slash s33c91f0e4 slash listen. We want you to join us and spread word about Tani Talks Radio and Sheer Enjoyment Radio. Here, this show will be talking different topics every week. And we have some audience participation as well to speak, God willing. We'll just give it two more minutes here on Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, hosted by Radio.co. We're just giving an extra minute or two to join us here on Tani Talks Radio, hosted by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, we're giving just an extra two minutes for people to join us. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Spread word. Send out the link, streamer.radio.co slash S33C91F0E4 slash listen. This is Tony Talks Radio here on Sheer Enjoyment Radio, hosted by Radio.co. We're gonna give it about sixty more seconds here for Tony Talks Radio before we begin. Five two zero four five three eight three oh two is our call in line. We're happy to talk to you. Make sure you mute yourself upon entry when you're talking on the phone line. If you wanna to talk to us, weigh in on a topic or the conversation, please feel free to email enjoyment radio at gmail.com. We'll get you in, we'll talk to you. We've got William Mercedes simply Netter. Then we'll tell you when it's your turn to join the phone line, 520-453-8302 is the phone call in line, and we're going to start, God willing, in just a little bit. I apologize in advance about my nose, I have some allergies that hit very strongly over the weekend, apologize about that, just a few more seconds and we'll begin. If you yourself want to have a radio station, it's so easy to set up, it's so easy to begin. You go to radio.co, you get started, and you set up the name of the show, the name of the channel. You set up emails, you think about what you want to do. You can build an app also for an extra charge, but you could get an iPhone app, which we're actually in development with. You could get an Android app, which we're actually in development with also. Fascinating. It becomes an app on the home screen of the smartphone, whether Android or iPhone, and there could be built towards the station. As we made the logo for the station of the radio, we made the app logo, and it's in development. It's fascinating. It's fantastic. I have always loved radio. We'll talk about that. And here we go, and we shall begin. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tani Talks Radio, the show where we talk some topics for the week with some audio participants. For audience participation and audience members to speak here on the show, we're going to talk different ideas, different topics, different things that come up to mind for the week in an hour or so format. With happily taking an audience participation, make sure to please mute yourself upon entry, whether you come with the phone line or whether you're listening on the links. We're happy to have you join us and to participate. We're happy to have you as part of the conversation. If you want to talk, if you want to weigh in, please feel free to send an email to sheoreenjoymentradio at gmail.com. That's S-H-I-U-R-E-N-J-O-Y-M-E-N-T-R-A-D-I-O at gmail.com. You send in, you say you want to weigh in, you want to come join us, no problem, and we'll get you in, God willing. We're also, of course, on the phone line, 520-453-8302. Please mute yourself upon entry, and then we'll hopefully get you in. So throughout life, throughout my life at least, it's been interesting to think how about how we go about manning the house, pun intended. How, will, how we go about making the house run. You know, oftentimes throughout life, this person or this person or this person will be involved in manning the house. But oftentimes we see that it's oftentimes the wife, it's oftentimes the mom. Why is that? Where did that come from? Where did that begin? I'm not sure where it came from, but many moons ago, many years ago, my wife came home from a very, very difficult, very difficult day. And I'm going to pause for a second and give a little background. I myself live on Long Island with my wonderful wife and my four delicious children. I work for the city as an occupational therapist. So thank God we have very good hours. We, I got to leave the house by seven. I try to get home by four. We have breaks throughout the day, but when we get home at at four, it's really like the start of the the second part of the day. So, my wife always been working with different schools. She's a private school teacher. So many years ago, many moons ago, she came home very, very depleted, very, very exhausted. The students were difficult. She's been teaching middle school for many years now. Middle school is a very difficult age, I believe talking about 6th grade or 7th grade or 8th grade. Very tough, very difficult to deal with those students. So when she came home, I said, let's see if I could take over. So many years ago, I decided to start in the kitchen many, many failed attempts. If you yourself also work in the kitchen, feel free to shoot me a line, shoot me an email. You could tell me about your experience. I've been happy to talk to you live also on the radio. But I think of a personal example where when I first started Cooking in the kitchen. I first started baking in the kitchen. I had an epic fail. We look in the fridge. We look where 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 we are, and when we ended up inviting the the neighbor down the block, down the road, really, really down the hall in the apartment building. We started out in Brooklyn in in an apartment, a beautiful apartment. Later on, we moved to Long Island five years ago, but. We had been in the bank, you know, trying to set up an account with a friend from Citibank, but for some reason there was a lot of technicalities. There was a lot of difficulties involved in setting up the account and setting up the, whether it was checking or savings or joint or whatever. And we came back before Shabbos, and it really was only like an hour or so before Shabbos. We opened up the fridge. And lo and behold, there's almost nothing left in the fridge. We're going to have these people these we're going to have the the neighbors come for dinner. What are we going to serve them? We don't have anything but a couple of uh, tomatoes that look a little uh schmachy they look a little uh, withered, if you will. It doesn't look so enticing it doesn't look so inviting. We open up, we see maybe there's a few cucumbers, maybe there's a, a piece of lettuce wilting in the back. What are you going to do? What are we going to throw together? We didn't have time to shop for the neighbors. We didn't have time to shop for the friends. What are we going to throw together? So my wife thought of this recipe where we're going to whip up a goulash kind of a thing, roast it on the, on the stovetop flame. Hopefully it'll cook, hopefully it'll look good, and hopefully it'll come together. I actually messaged my friend who was living down the block, one of my best friends, was living down the block at the time, and we asked him, "Is there anything you have, anything we could use, anything we could borrow, to to be involved, to have a good meal, to have a proper meal?" And he told me, "You know, Tani Guns, he likes to call me the nickname. You could have some burger sliders." So thank God, we we had some little burgers. I remember, and we threw them in the oven with a, maybe an hour or so left to Shabbos. And we serve this little goulash thing. And uh, the neighbors come and it, it, it's... I, to this day, I think back to it and I think this is so embarrassing. I can't believe we even serve such a thing. How could we How could we possibly serve such a thing and call this a meal? Oh my gosh. My Tani's takeout nowadays would be so embarrassed of uh, Tani's uh, decrepit back in the day. We served the goulash. We served this. And it wasn't able to... It wasn't really such a good situation. I wasn't able to... To really, really be having such a good situation. So, we wanted it to be that, you know, we were serving something that was really enjoyable for people. We wanted it to be that that they would have a good food. But, in the end, that's what we did. And, of course, many years later, many, many years later, thank God, we 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 were able to have a better way of going about it we, we were able to to have a much more functional way of, of cooking thank God over the years I had much more experience with the cooking and I got much better with uh, with with doing that so thank God over the years with a lot of time with a lot of practice comes a lot of ability to um, to, to cook better, and I would say if you ever had an experience where you ran out of time, where you were cooking something it just didn't come out, I would love to hear that story, I would love to hear what happened to you in your situation, Five two zero four five three eight three zero two. They're going to ask you to sit and wait. You should be able to join the Shear line. You won't need any access code or anything. You just wait a minute for the prompt, and then you'll be joined into the conference. You'll be joined into the phone line. You'll be joined into the conversation. So if you ever were cooking, you ever were baking for during the week or during Shabbos, Feel free to send a message to she or enjoyment Radio at gmail.com. And if you're on the phone line, we'd ask you to give us your first name and your initial. And we'll tell you to unmute yourself and you could talk to us and we could be involved in the conversation. So that's one of the things that happened over the years. I didn't have It didn't really come out so well. I remember another time, another example, much more recently, where somebody gave us challah for Shabbos. And sometimes challah comes, and it's really not so baked. It's really half-baked, if you will. And I, I put it in the oven for a good amount of time, sometimes 325, sometimes 350. If I'm really in a rush, I'll do 430, 450. We needed to be in, in a certain way where we wanted that, you know, it's it's. It's going to be a good challah, a good tasting challah. We don't want it to be that it is going to come out doughy, that it's going to come out gross. We want it. We want it to be that it really, it really works. If you're joining the call online, line, please make sure to mute yourself so that everybody could be involved. Thank you very much. So one time we were having this this challah, and. It looked really good on the outside, but we baked it for the, the 350, for the 325, whatever we baked it, a good 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. We had host for the Shabbos. Bring out the challah. It's such a good-looking challah, such a delicious-looking challah. But lo and behold, we wash. We come to the table, and we break the bread. We make the hamotzi. I open the challah. Lo and behold, the whole inside is still dough, the whole inside is not baked, oh my gosh, how embarrassing, oh my gosh, and there were people at the table, and I felt mortified, mortified, if you can imagine, so embarrassed, so embarrassed, and I, I didn't even know what to do, you can't even serve this challah, it's not edible, it's not baked, it's it's raw dough, man, I don't want to hurt people's stomachs, I don't want them to get salmonella or whatever, uh, e-, e. coli, whatever, from eating at our meal. <laughs> we want it to be that we have cooked food, baked food, so we have to scrounge around, we have to look around. If you ever had such a situation, if you ever had a, such a story in your own life on Shabbos or during the week, feel free to send us a message. We'd love to hear about it. CheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com. Send us the email if you want to be on the air. We'll ask you to unmute yourself on the sheer call line. If you join us, it's 520. 520- it's five two zero four five three eight three zero two. Our number is 520 We'd love to have you. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at sheorenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Five two zero four five three eight three oh two. Wait about a minute or so and you'll be joined onto the, the phone call. You'll hear me in the background also. And you mute yourself, please. And if you want to join in, you can send the email to sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com and you can ask to be a part. We'd love to hear your story. We can unmute you. So that was what two of the stories and over the years, thank God I got much better, much better. And my wife is a foodie. She's excellent at writing reviews. If anyone is looking for someone to write foodieisms, you know, you could ask me and we could get the wife to write fantastic reviews. And she always writes nice things, good things. So many people are so negative, so mean in lifetime in general, and they just write nasty things in general. If you don't like the food, then don't go back there. Why do you have to rip them to shreds and make them lose business? No, that's not how my wife does it. That's not how we should do it in life. A very much lesson for life is always to talk nice about people. If you think nice, you think good. You be down the kapschus. Judge for the benefit. The only type of judging you should ever do. That's the way to go about it. So she tells me if there's a dish that needs a little salt, needs a little this, needs a little that. We're able to fine-tune things over the years. You want to cook in the right way. It takes a lot of hands-on practice. I didn't actually have any practice growing up. My mom was the... The 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 person in the kitchen, but once I got married and once uh, my wife had that very difficult day, really nearly collapsing onto the couch, I said, "Let me take over. Let me see what I could do." Besides for the goulash, besides for the tomato dish that did not come out well, I was mortified about that. Besides for that, there was that uh, the hal episode. There was also another time we actually had the same neighbors. Another time, and uh, my wife wanted to throw a birthday party for me. Lo and behold, in Brooklyn. When we were going about in the apartment, there was actually a mouse in the house. I don't know if, if you know me. I am not good with bugs. I am not good with animals. Not good with rodents. I mean, I love dogs. But otherwise, most animals I'm not such a fan of. And there was a, literally, there was a mouse in the house that was not cool. Not cool, man. So it was there. And, uh, you know, it was under the under the stove or We heard it squeaking, such a terrifying sound. No one should ever know from such things, but it was really a terrifying sound. And so we wanted to get rid of it. So what was the solution? We found this guy. We found this exterminator. Jerusalem was his name. And we were trying to get him. We are trying to get him and trying to figure out the timing. And finally, finally, he decided to come on the actual day of my birthday. So he shows up. My wife has this whole birthday idea plan, and um, she got stuff from... uh, from I forget the place Big Bre- Brit Bre- 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 something like that, um, in Brooklyn on Avenue M or so. Really really good place, really good stuff. And the same neighbor, would you believe the same exact neighbor comes back another time with another Fakakta situation where the the this guy Jerusalem who's uh from uh, the Far East, I don't know the I don't know where he's from, but maybe Africa, Antarctica, Australia, I don't know. But he comes and he literally Turns over the entire apartment. There's like a, a stove halfway here, and the fridge is out to here. The, the, the table is turned sideways, and there's stuff all over the place. And the, the same neighbors who was served the really disgusting goulash, I'll say disgusting, it probably came out really nasty, gross. I don't even know if the tomatoes were ripe. They probably were going really bad. I should have noticed if they were crinkly or wrinkly on the side, but we serve them this. And then they show up to another birthday party. These, these God bless them, these neighbors, these tzaddikim, they came for another time. My wife works so hard, and, and she's like, why is there a, a exterminator on your birthday, man? We, we're we trying to have a party and and she had all these cool ideas like pin the tail on the Mona Lisa. She had like an artist theme. And uh, I'm sure they were weirded out in general, the neighbors. But they were really good sports in general. And uh, Jerusalem, this guy was there, and he was overturning the whole apartment. So that's another epic fail of times when we were, you know, trying to do food, and it didn't go out well. She got really cool stuff, onion soup. But, of course, there was no bowls, and there was no accessibility to – plates or forks or spoons because Jerusalem took over command center of the kitchen trying to get rid of the mouse. Thank God he put down traps and uh, that same neighbor actually asked to dispose of the mouse because I cannot deal with a mouse in the house. We should never know from such things. I don't wish it on anyone. And he disposed of it so kindly through the trash for us. For our but uh, if you have an example of a situation where you were trying to cook something, trying to make something or you're making a birthday party, didn't go well, feel free to email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. She or enjoymentradio at gmail.com. Tell us. We'd be happy to have you. And if you're joining us on the phone call line, the 520-453-8302, we'd be happy to hear from you also to join us on the phone line, to join us on the email. We could take your questions. We could take your comments. We could take your advice, if you want, as well. And we could hear from you as well. This is Tiny Talks Radio, of course, here on Sheer Enjoyment Radio and Radio.co. We are sponsored by Sheer Enjoyment Radio and hosted by Radio.co. If you want a show, if you want to make a show, it's so easy. You just go to Radio.co, you sign up, you say your name, you say your email, you say your show name, you say what you want to do. It's so simple, it's so easy to be involved in the radio episodes. And over the years, we're talking about cooking, we're talking about baking. Over the years, thank God, I was able to get it down to a science. So in the beginning, it used to take a very, very long time to make Shabbos, to make dinner, and to figure out what to make throughout the week. My kids, thank God, we have four kids, two boys, two girls. The oldest is seven, and then we have a five-year-old, and, and then a three-year-old, and the baby base three months, two boys, two girls. It's pretty hard and difficult to think what to make for different people, what to make for different kids and to make for the wife and myself. Every night the question becomes what's for dinner? To that extent, there's actually a WhatsApp group from kosher.com called What's for Dinner. They give a recipe every day. They give an idea of what to make for dinner every day. They, They give over different recipes and solutions and how to go about your dinner to make it more functional. And I've found that, you know, if you want to really make a good dinner, you want to make a good meal, it doesn't have to be extravagant. It doesn't have to be aggravating. It doesn't have to be too difficult to you. You can get it done. I actually get home at four most days. I pick up my son from school here in the neighborhood in the town at about four. We walk home by 4, 15, four, 17. We're home But from 4.17 till 5 o'clock when I pick up the other two kids, the baby obviously is home, when I pick up those other kids, I only have about 45 minutes, 43 minutes. How can you make dinner in 43 minutes? What can you do with 43 minutes? I'll tell you what you could do. You could do a lot. So I try to find things that work for the kids. A lot of times we'll use like the Dr. Prager's. A lot of times we'll use like the McCain. They make fries and tater tots. A lot of times... You know, not a lot of times, but other times we'll we'll try to make do with what we can. And I use the, the cheating trick of cooking where I raise the oven to 450 degrees or 430 degrees, 425 degrees. If you've ever done that also, send me a message, send me an email, sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com and let us know on the phone line, 520-453-8302. The lines are always open. We're manning the emails as well. But there there is a way to go about it, to make it that it is a more functional experience. I myself am an occupational therapist. I like to do what is most functional, what is most possible, what is most practical for my family. So I'm not gonna spend three hours getting dinner ready. That's not gonna work. We actually like to eat at 5 p.m. So at 4 4 p.m., 4.15, 4.17, 4.20, that's really the time, the high time to make dinner. And if you wanna have a nice dinner, kosher.com is beautiful. They have wonderful ideas, wonderful recipes but oftentimes it is very pachkei. Pachkei is an ism in Judaism that is kind of like it takes a lot of work, it takes a lot of effort, it takes a lot of time. Time is not something I always have so much of, especially with four little kids and we want to keep a schedule, we want to keep a routine, we want them really in bed by 6:37, so we try to eat by 5, 5:30, really. So what are we going to make? What are we going to do? How are we going to make things for kids? So simple solutions, you know, eggs, it can boil eggs. if they're a fan of eggs they actually don't always like the yolks, they'll eat the outside and my wife likes the omelets. That doesn't take so long. Sometimes we'll do breakfast for dinner, where we'll make pancakes for dinner. Big fan of pancakes. Big, big fan of pancakes. so sometimes we'll do that and sometimes we'll do other ways also you can have where you can make not just breakfast for for dinner, but sometimes we'll make simple solutions. Sometimes if I really am at a loss, I'll let them have cereal for dinner you know i don't like to mention it but hospital but whatever sometimes we'll have to do that sometimes we'll make you know the chicken broccoli dish is a big fan favorite of ours we found this recipe in the beginning i actually refused to do recipes actually in the beginning a long time ago 9 years ago or so when i started cooking i didn't like recipes i wanted to make stuff uh, by myself but uh, over the years i used the recipes so the chicken broccoli one i'll share it is a really interesting one it's like, you know, you put the raw chicken in and either in pieces or, or whole and you could cut it up as you're making it. And with the broccoli, the frozen broccoli, sometimes I'll do frozen mixed vegetables. And then you add the soy sauce, you add some flour, you add some water, you add some uh, garlic and paprika. And uh, I forget the other ingredients. But basically, you do it on stovetop, and it comes out excellent. It takes a good 20 minutes, 25 minutes. But if you're coming home at 4.17 and your kids need to eat by 5, this is a good one for you. If you have some hacks of some good ideas of dinner some recipes i could always use recipes i could always use ideas sheer enjoyment radio at gmail.com let us know and we could put you on the air 520 453 520 and sheer enjoyment radio at gmail.com so that's what i do a lot of times for dinner also we like to get in a vegetable or a side dish so an Interesting way to go about it is rice itself. Rice is pretty good. You know, ten minutes or so that's not bad. Quinoa also is a fan favorite. Could be ten minutes or so as well. I like to add olive oil into the into the quinoa to make it a little more uh, protein heavy, a little more power to the power to the people, power to the tummy for our kids, for my wife and myself. Oftentimes my kids love noodles. Whether it be alphabet shapes whether it be the little bow ties or whether it be little elbows. They like the little shapes for some reason, not the big shapes. But that's a simple way to go about for dinner as well. Noodles are simple. I can't get them to eat oatmeal though for some reason. They don't really like oatmeal. If you have picky kids also, we'd also love to hear it at the Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com dot com or at five two zero four five three eight three oh two. Picky eaters are kinda of difficult to deal with. It's hard to figure out what to, to make them. Sometimes I'll do the chicken nuggets. It's really a hit or miss for my son and my daughter. Actually, tonight, though, I was in the in the store, the local store, IND over here. That's where we shop. Usually we have it delivered to us. Uh, this week we went in person because I got some uh, Whole Foods fresh delivery. I'm also very big on time savers and energy savers. So even though it might be a little more costly to go through the Amazon Fresh or the Whole Foods, you can't make up the energy, you can't make up in the time. It's really a whole day affair otherwise. So we do that, and they usually deliver, but today I went, and I was looking at the freezer section, and I'm like, you know, these are really interesting ideas, Dr. Prager's and Morningstar has some very interesting looking food, so I found this, like, pizza pocket thing today, like a pepperoni thing, but recently I learned that I'm uh, not so good with the lactose, a little bit intolerant, if not uh, fully, not allergic, if not fully uh, unable to process it, not to get too graphic, but... So we're trying to avoid the lactose. I found this lactose-free milk. I found lactose-free chocolate milk. If there's a problem in the family, I will find a solution. My son himself can't have dairy, allergies. He used to not be able to do eggs, allergies, but now, thank God, last year we got over that. And um, when, it comes to, when it comes to things like that, you know, we try to find the solutions in general. So we found many different companies that are awesome. Many, many different companies. So when I found these Pizza Pockets today, they were dairy-free. They're like cheese made from plants, which I'm already very used to after all these months for my son. And it was like uh, this uh, imitation pepperoni situation and some tomato situation. And I'm like, this is a very cool idea. So we got that. Then we got the tater tots also, which is very simple. You know, It looks like hash browns in a way, a little bit like pockets, like little potato pockets. And we tried also to make these... Mickey Mouse chicken nuggets, but they're fake chicken nuggets, obviously, because Morningstar—it's not real meat, not real chicken—it's all imitation stuff. And that was really cool for the kids, also. So we made all that, and my my son and my daughter actually like the Mickey Mouse a lot. My other son liked the Tater Tots a lot. And luckily, when you make a good dinner, another hack to save time, another hack to save ability for the next day, because there's always so much time in the neck There's only so much time at night and the next day. What can we make for dinner that we could save for breakfast? That I do a lot, that I like to have a lot. So tonight we made so much that we were able to save for the next day. And that's really a really a solution as well, really helpful as well as to think of what we can make at night to make during the day. If you have other hacks, other abilities, other ways to save time I'm all ears, share enjoyment radio at com 5204538302. And that's a way to go about saving time the next day because I, I wake up, I could wake up anytime. I could wake up at 5 30, I could wake up five forty. I could wake, wake up 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. For some reason, we're always running to the last minute. For some reason, there's always something to do with the last minute. And that I feel like I feel like that's the same thing for Shabbat, for Shabbos. No matter what time Shabbos comes in, and correct me if I'm wrong, email us if I'm wrong bring in on the phone line if we're wrong but whether shabbos comes in at seven or whether shabbos comes in at eight or whether shabbos comes in at four it's always to the last minute it's like always a race against the clock it's always a race against time who's gonna win shabbos or us who's gonna make it first actually one time reminds me of my story my good friend from back in the day was coming to me for shabbos in staten island back before I got married, before I was dating, when I I was by my mom's house, and and he he, he left with a a good amount of time, maybe four o'clock for like a six o'clock Shabbos, he's driving, he's driving, we're getting a little nervous, it's getting closer to Shabbos, closer to Shabbos, and, you know, I keep texting him, I keep calling him, we didn't have WhatsApp back in the day, for those of you pre-smartphone people, and, you know, I don't, I don't see him, and Shabbos is coming, Shabbos is coming, you know, a little bit, a little bit. I don't know where he is. I, I want to go to shul, but he's not here yet. What are you supposed to do as a host? I was just a kid, a, a late teenager, early 20s. My, my friend doesn't show up. So what should I do? Shabbos is coming in, and he's nowhere to be found. So I don't know what to do. So in the end, my mom said, you go you go to shul, and I'll wait around. If he shows up, he shows up. So I go to shul the whole time in shul. I'm pretty anxious. <laughs> and I'm uh, and, uh, dominating, dominating, and whatever. I'm like, when is it going to end? Come on, come on. I want to check if, if Dave made it back. So I make it back, and lo and behold, my friend made it. I see him in the dining room, davening and, and catching up. And after he finishes, I say to him, What in the world happened, Dave? Where were you? Are you okay? Is everything all right? He said that as I was coming, I made it over the bridge, and I saw it was bumper to bumper to bumper traffic. Shabbos was coming in, so I literally pulled off in the middle of nowhere. You know, not a Jewish town, not an Orthodox town, not a religious town by any any or neighborhood better on any aspect. And he just literally parked the car the first second he could. And he walked, and he walked like over two miles. What dedication, what a good friend, right? Over two miles to make it to the house on time. He left the keys in the car. (laughs) And uh, he's like, whatever, I just had to make it for Shabbos. So he came without any supplies. He came without any other clothing. And that was really dedication. You want to talk about a good friend. That was really nice. He came all the way. Thank God after Shabbos, you know, we drove him back to where wherever he could remember where his car was. I think back to it, though, and I'm like, how did he know where to go? How did he know how to get to my house? He said, light like, randomly he was walking, and then he randomly ran into a Chabad guy, you know, a Lubavitch guy. And I'm like, you know, they're never really Chabad. The Lubavitch guys randomly walking around. I wonder if it was Eliyahu Hanavi directing him to get to the right spot. But that's how it is. You know, we're running... For Shabbos, we're running to the next day. We're always running, always running. There's never enough time in the day. There's never enough time leading up to Shabbos. If you feel that way also, if you've run... If you've had a crazy story, I'd love to hear a crazy story. Your crazy Shabbos story, your crazy cooking story. You're running, you're running, running, and you literally had to leave your car on the side of the highway because Shabbos was coming in. Let us know. She or enjoyment radio at gmail.com 520 453 8302. You want to join us, you want to talk live on the radio with me on Tani Talks Radio, we'd be happy to have you. Send us an email so we know your name and we could tell you to unmute. Please mute yourself when you come in on the phone call itself, and that would be a wonderful way. So there are all these stories, there are all these things, all these examples of many times we're running and we're making it to the last minute. Another story, another time, you know, every year, my wife and I, I believe and they like to, to take our family, our immediate family, my wife myself and our kids somewhere for the week i don't call it a vacation because with little children if anyone knows it's not a vacation it's a relocation or a family trip if you want to be pc so in the past we've gone to cape Cod. god willing this year hopefully we're going to rent a house for a week or so on the jersey shore you know around a lot of restaurants my wife is a huge foodie so she has everything down to a science like this store and that store and this restaurant and that restaurant hopefully we could pack lighter Last year, we went to a lake house, we call it, in the middle of Connecticut because we just needed to get out. We rented this beautiful house from Airbnb. They're awesome. On the lake, literally overlooking the The lake. I was working remotely at the time. Mm And, you know, I had a student at the time, and I would turn the computer and say, hey, look, Mr. G, look at this, yeah, look at the view, isn't it beautiful? He's like, yeah, enjoy it, sir. And I'm like, yeah, While well, they're all screaming, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we were able to to use the house and enjoy the house, and it was uh, really pretty view until it snowed the second day. in, <laughs> And then we couldn't really use it much. It was quite cold in the middle of the winter, but it was very, very cozy, very cute house. And the first floor was like a little kitchen area open up to the the dining area, and then there was a sitting area, upstairs there was two bedroom, the kid room, and our room, a nice bathroom, and then the basement, uh, not gonna talk about the basement, that was pretty creepy, the laundry was down there, not finished like in our house over here, but it was unfinished business, if you will, unfinished basement, very creepy, there was like, uh, I won't say that there was like, uh, I forget what it's called when they have the stuffed bears and whatever, uh, I forget that name of it, but, it wasn't that bad, but there were like random kayaks in the corner, and the lights were dark, and the machines were out there on the concrete, crazy. But um, oftentimes we'll do that. And um, one time, we were we were in Cape Cod for one of the two visits we went there. One time we rented a little 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 house, really on the water, right across the right around the corner from where it's Really a beautiful shul. Highly recommended if you ever go to Onset in Massachusetts in Cape Cod. Beautiful, beautiful area. Nice prices, nice community, only $25 membership for the whole year. The best shul dues you'll ever have in your entire life in Onset Cape Cod, Massachusetts. It was really nice over there. But as the sun was setting, you know, it wasn't an exact science of when when candle lighting was. So we, we reached out to the rabbi and he told us what to do. Because as Shabbos comes in, either even if you're on vacation, even if you're on a family trip, it's always to the minute. It's always to the second. So whether it's during the week, you know, getting the kids ready for school, or whether it's for Shabbos L'Hashvua, getting ready for Shabbos, it's always a rush and it's always to the minute. It's always to the second. If you have a crazy Shabbos story like I mentioned before by my friend Dave, please send us an email, send us a message. We'd be happy to get you live on the radio, live on the air. SheerEnjoymentRadio at Gmail 520 453 is our number. Again, we are hosted by Radio.com. Easy way to set up your own radio channel. It has been a dream of mine for many years to be on radio. Internet radio is the wave of the future. It's a way to hear radio anytime you have any internet capability. Our link, of course, is the thestreamer.com. Co, dot radio dot co slash s 33 c 91 f zero e four slash listen that's our live link we're actually as i mentioned before we're in tandem in development working an app where you actually could just click the app on your smartphone you could download it. it's going to call, be called god willing the sheer enjoyment radio app like nacham siegel has an app how do you click it and it goes right to the show hopefully that's the same way it works on iphone and android actually you know Made the technicalities myself and hopefully it'll be sent out and it will be approved hopefully and that is really cool very exciting I like that idea a lot besides for the streamer.radio.co ability to listen to us slash s33c91f0e4 slash listen and besides for the sheer colon line where we could talk and, and have you involved there's also the app that's in development. And that's from Radio.co. That's the wave of the future. In the olden days, radio was really on the car, on the FMZ 100, 100.3. You know, many people listened to growing up as kids. And there's also, of course, 95.5 and all the other ones. But now in the future, really, it, radio has switched over to Internet radio. And I was talking with a friend before during men and... I, I realized the reason why FM is not so popular anymore is because you could really only listen on a couple of forums if you have an actual FM player which like nobody really has anymore unless you download an FM app which I, I downloaded a couple of months ago but really FM or AM is really in the car and that's very limiting because how often are we driving in the car oftentimes we're we're by work oftentimes we're at home but not so much driving so internet radio says why don't you come listen anytime? That you're on the go anywhere you're on the go. Whether you're home or whether you're on the road or whether you're on the train. You can listen anywhere you have an internet connection. And that's the idea of internet radio. You listen on a link anytime you get Wi-Fi. Even in the car, if you have Wi-Fi enabled speakers, you're able to hear radio as well. Which is very cool. I'm a huge fan of internet radio. Of course, there's the Jewish internet radio, Naki Radio, Radio nakiradio.com. We have a channel actually for our podcast, the Tani Talks Podcast, which are pre-recorded audio, audio which is basically what a podcast is. For the DAF show, the life show, the Perkeva show, the Parsha show and the OT Show, we have a channel called Tani Talks Podcast, the Tani Talks Podcast, thanks to Naki Radio. They're awesome. And that's a player that you could have in your house. You could take it with you if it's the solo with one speaker or the duo with two speakers or if it's the home, the edition, the one we just got recently, I love with a couple of speakers and a remote. So cool to have a remote. So that's a player to have in your house. But otherwise, you could listen on the go. You could listen on your phone. You can listen on a tablet or a computer or smart enabled speakers. That's why Internet Radio is there. So if you want to make a channel it's very easy radio.com and they'll get you started our organization of course is sheer enjoyment radio sheer enjoyment is a beautiful website that was started initially we'll initials a few people but mainly for rev david Winyards, the facebook Rebbe, who always had a smile on his face always had wonderful things to tell about people he passed away low a couple of years ago on the way to a big conference in baltimore on the ice but Really a wonderful, wonderful website, quality, real quality rebundum, real quality host. Not talking about myself, talking about everybody else, and really a wonderful thing. So if you enjoy this radio, you enjoy what they do, go to sheerenjoyment.com to hear them and to participate in them as well. Of course, they're they're the overall company and we're hosted by radio.co. And of course we are at Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com if you want a message if you want to talk if you want to be on the the radio live we're happy to have you and our phone call line is 520-453-8302 520-453-8302 and of course Tiny Talks Radio is Mondays at 8.30pm God willing some weeks we're going to bring the live show to a new type of forum a new type of format whittle down a little bit cut down a little bit and we could leave the time afterwards to talk about different topics for the week. An audience is welcome to join us. Or we could talk about the lecture just done, God willing, and have people call in and talk about what they think. So when it comes to life, when it comes to Shabbos, when it comes to our weekday, the question is, how do we really capitalize on the time we have? How do we really make most of being involved in the time we have? So we want it to be that we can make things in a functional way. I gave some ideas for what we do for dinner. I'm probably forgetting half of them at the moment I'm on the spot live. But when it comes to, to Shabbos, for sure, we have Shabbos, you know, I think down to a science. A lot of people say it takes me the whole day, the whole Thursday, the whole Wednesday, the whole Friday. It shouldn't take the whole day. Really, we could cut it down because how much do you really need to make, even if it's a couple of kids, even if it's a couple of teenagers, even if it's a couple of grown-ups? We were away from my uh, nephew's bar mitzvah recently, and even though they're three grown kids, you know, three teenagers, and teenagers supposedly eat a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, they had it down to a science. It looked like they set up two crockpots or three crockpots for the whole Shabbos, and that's kind of similar to what we do as well. We like it to be where we have things set up in a certain way that you know you smell Shabbos, you could see Shabbos, Shabbos is coming upon you. And if you do that as well, also let us know at Radio at gmail.com, 520 We have one crockpot for the chulun. We have one crockpot for the soup. And we have one mini crockpot, usually for my wife's chulun, because, you know, we try to do a lot of gluten-free things for her. So I'll do a rice one for her and a quinoa for her, one for us. Actually, both of those chuluns are actually gluten-free by nature, but we do more spice for the kids, less spice for mommy, for the wifey, for the mom and that's two aspects that already cut shabbos down by a lot in my opinion i used to make soup on the stovetop It wasn't really cutting it this this crock pot is such a better solution because you set it up in the morning before i leave to work i come home and it's all ready it's all set you just have to put the ingredients in It cooks the whole day it's always hot i don't have to worry about putting on the stove or taking take it off the stovetop putting it on the hot plate it's just too much. The crock pot, many people make many types of meals in the crock pot. It's a brilliant solution. I think it was even my wife's suggestion a little while ago, and we have it down to science. I have the chicken broth, and then I put in the carrots. I'll put in the chicken pieces and the peas and the t- the potatoes, and then there's like uh, chicken consomme and uh, some garlic cubes. and. You know, very simple. Uh, let it sit. It actually is super delicious. Sometimes I'll change the base. Like this week, probably going to do a vegetable broth instead of a chicken broth. Sometimes I'll make it a meat version. Take out the chicken, put in meat. Take out the chicken broth, put in beef broth. Beef broth. But that's that's one way. Then we have the chillin' itself. You know, we have the quinoa base. Put in the oh, also onions in the soup. I forget, and onions in the chillon, and then the potatoes in the chillon, and the quinoa is the base, and the chicken or meat depending on what we're feeling in the chillin. And then I got the big six spices, the big six. Key to remember, chili powder, garlic powder, onion powder, paprika, salt, pepper, those are my big six, and then ketchup and mustard, and I let that sit basically the whole day. My wife's chillin only has the ketchup, the the salt, and the pepper. We actually put garlic cubes also in both chillins, and we let that sit that whole day, and that is delish. And then you come home, and it really smells like Shabbos. It's like really, really nice. If you use crockpots, please let me know. Crockpots are awesome and a really simple hack version to set up for Shabbos. SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com. SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com. 520-453-8302. And that's two ways we get Shabbos down to science. But also we add in the, the matzo balls. I know a lot of people think matzo balls are a big a big hawk, a big but they're not you know i found these Manischewitz or whatever company they are i think they're Manischewitz. The gluten-free matzo balls is really simple it's the mix it's some oil and it's two eggs you mix it all together you let it sit for 50 minutes in the fridge you bring it out you let it uh, cook in water on the stovetop for 10 minutes and then you voila you just put it into that crock pot and everything cooks and it is delicious delicious and it is steaming hot and if you want to reheat it in the Crock-Pot during the week, you could. We usually transfer it to a pan and heat it up in the oven. I also oftentimes will preheat the oven and let that be the hot aspect of Friday night because it's less uh, potchky than putting up a hot plate. Obviously, if we have company or, or other people or whatever, then we'll put up the hot plate. But that's already three ways that we try to cut it down, You know, setting up the oven to be ready and setting up the two Crock-Pots as well we also have an urn we try to set up so we could have nice coffee or hot cocoa I actually don't like coffee my wife likes coffee the joke is that I make the coffee and she says that it's better than she makes I don't I don't agree with that or believe that probably but in any case those are two ways to cut down on how difficult it could be to make Shabbos quickly because sometimes you know it's too much procrastination it's too much monkeying around and too much just uh, Plots and around. If we can get it down and we can cut it down, we can make Shabbos in an hour and a half or two hours. While all these things are going on, if we could do everything at the same time. So when you're making vegetables for the soup, make it for the chillin. When you're making the, the chicken into pieces for the soup, make it for the chillin. While that's going, you could pre the oven. While that's going, you could add the ingredients for the for the kugel. I actually love butternut squash kugel. Recently, in recent years, we actually also started making it in an apple cinnamon version so instead of the butternut squash from the bird's eye, the orange package, which, of course, I know is not the healthiest. They used to have a blue one. no longer have it anymore. So while while we're doing that, you could substitute the butternut for the applesauce and then cinnamon on top. And basically, it's the half a pound of sugar. And not half a pound of sugar. Are you, are you bananas? No, half a cup of sugar, half a cup of non-dairy milk. We use flaxseed milk. That's my son's milk anyway. And then there's a... Um, the half a cup of flour. We use gluten-free flour. And then there's the two eggs. There's a 10 ounces or so of butternut squash. And, of course, I'm probably forgetting. Oh, then there's like a, a half a cup or so of the the makeshift butter, which we use Smart Balance, which is our solution. Not margarine. Yuck. No way. Not margarine. And, and you, you let it sit. And you mix it. I used to use an actual Electric mixer. Recently, I've been using my hand, you know, uh, whisk instead, because it just needs to be mixed and then it bakes, and it's just more to wash, more to clean up afterwards, which just becomes too much, too much work, too much work. So that's the that's the kugel, and we do that at the same time. it could also make noodles. Kids, noodles are like a sure far away to win dinner for kids, you know. So we could do noodles also and then sometimes I'll make quinoa. A lot of times I'll make the broccoli or cauliflower and I have it down to a side so you're using the big six and instead of the olive oil, I'll use the olive oil spray. So that also makes it into a simple solution mm-hmm. and we cook that too. If I have extra chicken or extra meat, I can mix in my um, ketchup, ketchup mustard situation which is um, a recipe that was also a simple way. We We have the ketchup and the mustard and then some cinnamon and some honey, sometimes brown sugar. And you mix it all together. It actually tastes delicious when you mix it together by hand with with meat or you mix it together by hand with chicken. Really good way of going about Shabbos. So there's already ways of cutting things down. Cauliflower rice also. It's already chopped up and it looks like rice. It's somewhat healthier than rice itself. I like to put actually lemon juice and rice vinegar. I know it sounds like a weird combination, but it actually comes on really good kind of tastes like a chinese version of uh, of makeshift rice also also interested to hear your recipes what you make for yourself for your family for shabbos sheer enjoyment radio at gmail.com 520-453-8302 so some simple ways to getting ready for shabbos some people cook it half and half i used to do that and then the whole remote year i would do it the friday way with the hour and a half for the or the two-hour situation, trying to get Shabbos done in time, trying to get it done with enough time to make everything work out. So when those things are set up, when those things are go about, are gone about, it's really a simple way to make things work. And there's also a dessert I like to make. There's two main desserts that I know how to make. One of them is the what I call the strawberry candy dish or, or a banana candy dish or the, the fruit candy dish. Basically, it's four key ingredients. It's non-dairy milk, cinnamon, honey, and sometimes I will put the non-dairy whipped cream. And then you put the strawberry or the banana or whatever fruit you want. It actually tastes like strawberry foster or bananas foster, which is uh, an idea of a food that I remember growing up tasting a few times it actually tastes like delicious it kind of like t- it kind of tastes like candy and I've made it for other people before also and they say tastes like candy obviously much healthier than candy itself that's very simple you just put it in the oven for an hour the cauliflower rice the broccoli the cauliflower. I also put in for an hour chicken oftentimes I'll put in for about 50 minutes or an hour depending on if it's a, a huge piece or if it's just a little chicken cutlet or if it's chicken pieces the, the crock pots, obviously, I put up before I go to work and come home, so it's really on for the whole day, all the way till about midday of Shabbos. The kugel itself is about 45 minutes, and different things are, are different ways. So if we figure out uh, How to go about it, that we can have a system and we can have a way of making sure, ensuring that it doesn't have to be the whole day. Shabbos could be made much quicker. Shabbos could be made much faster. You don't have to use the whole Friday. You don't have to use the whole Wednesday night, the whole Thursday night. It doesn't have to take six hours. We could cut it down. We can make it much faster, much simpler. I've also made many other different things. Not going to mention them all now, but we've also done meeples a couple of times with a very cool recipe. With like paprika uh, with uh, parsley leaves and with uh, basil and with uh, you know egg mixed in and tomato sauce and one one tray one one tin would be that mix the other tray the other tin would be like either breadcrumbs or gluten-free breadcrumbs most recently before we start making it on a regular basis most recently it was like um, the taco chips cut up crushed up, so that was a really cool recipe too, and it might sound patchy, but it doesn't actually take that long another favorite recipe is the maple chicken, coating the chicken with mayo as my wife's mom pointed out, is a much better way for the things to stick than using oil or or egg, and uh, probably a little healthier, probably a little more sanitary as well, so we coat it with the mayo it gives it a nice juicy tenderness when you eat it, and then you coat it with whatever you want, so Oftentimes we've done the Rice Krispies. So you have the mayo on the chicken and then you roll it in the Rice Krispies and you put it in the pan and drizzle some maple syrup on it. I call that the maple chicken. Also very delicious. If it's a recipe you like or it's a recipe you don't like or you disagree with it or you do agree with it, let us know. SheerEnjoymentRadio at gmail.com 453, uh, excuse me, five two zero four five three eight three zero two. If there are topics, if there are Aspects you want mentioned, you want talked about here on Tiny Talk Radio. We're happy to talk about topics for the week with audience members or for audience members to keep or to hear about and to speak. We're happy to hear you here on Tiny Talks Radio, which is brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio and hosted by Radio.co. Of course, Radio.co is our website easy to set up the radio show, easy to set up how to go about that even though I don't know how to make so many desserts, the other dessert that I do know how to make is the apple crisp. We actually made it on Pesach. It came out delicious. It takes a little bit amount of time, a little bit amount of prep, a lot of apples. You know, you have to peel the apples. So oftentimes I'll use the apple core, the slicer where you push down on either side, you get a nice eight pieces or so. And beforehand use the, the peeler to peel the skin with the with the apple after washing them of course once you have the apples and you cut them up you need a good five six or seven apples diced really anyone who's a chef really diced into little little pieces in a pan and then i make the crumble so if the apples on bottom it doesn't have to be apple it could be strawberry it could be blueberry it's basically like a blueberry crisp or an apple crisp or a strawberry crisp strawberry is actually my favorite one to make and then the crumbs are made out of flour and cinnamon and some, you know, Smart Balance and some, uh, f- and some, I forget what the other one is, but it makes it into a nice crumble. When you have the cinnamon, you have the brown sugar, you have the flour. Oh, and then you have the Smart Balance. That is a really nice mixture. It has to be coming out crumbly enough, so don't put too much oil, don't put too much flour. The consistency is great. When it's a little crumbly, then you spread it out on top of whatever fruit is on the bottom whether it be blueberry or strawberry or apple didn't try banana ever but that would be probably funky to do that then you spread out the crumbs you let it bake for forty five minutes or so also comes out delicious also comes out wonderful takes a little bit of time though to chop up all of those ingredients especially the fruit on Pesach actually we did Matsubai almost every day of Chalmoy. I don't know my mom made it growing up lots and lots of times. Interestingly, my wife, she liked it the salt and pepper way. And I liked it the, the sugar way because I have a major, massive sweet tooth my whole life. That's why on Shabbos I have to have this uh, Shabbos snack, the sour sticks, once a week. I treat myself. I ran it by the dentist if it's okay for my Shabbos menucha treat snack. And um, so this. This this matzah fry, I made it in a certain way, so I took, if you want a good matzah fry recipe also, I don't know where we found it, but you take the matzah and you break it up into little pieces, the square matzah, the machine matzah, you soak it in water, about five minutes, dump out the water, you have nice soft matzah pieces, in another pan I took three eggs, mix it with some brown sugar, beat it around, and then I poured the matzah, wet matzah, into the other pan, mix it all together, put it all together, he had a nice, beautiful consistency, and then stove-topped it, and then drizzled it with maple syrup. Ah, like Tom Gan Eden on Pesach, which, of course, is a term my wife uses for our cousin's cooking that we had in Brooklyn, and we still miss. But in general, for the Pesach food, that was the Tam Gan Eden. My wife's version is a salty version. So instead, no brown sugar poured in, but some uh, salt and pepper poured in, mixed in with the eggs and mixed in with the pieces, and... When I make hers, and that's done, she has a little bit of syrup on the side, but it's not its not too much, and it's not too little. It's a little bit of a salty, sweet combination for that kind of foods, and in general, she likes the salty, sometimes sweet things, but not nearly as much as I. I have the sweet tooth, and uh, I think my children have it also, so we try to go about it in a way. We're not too much sweets, not too much going on. But if you have good recipes, you have good ideas. You like time savers for Shabbos, for the weekday. Let us know at Cheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail dot com. S h i u r e n j o y m e n t Radio at gmail dot com, and our phone call in line is five two zero four five three eight three zero two i'm just gonna end in the last three minutes we try to do an hour or so here on tiny talks radio live on the radio brought to you by sheer enjoyment radio brought to you by radio.com feel free to also check out Sheerenjoyment.com, Com. s-h-i-u-r-e-n-j-o-y-m-e-n-t dot com donation opportunities sponsorship opportunities and tons of beautiful content by robunnam and hosts abound all over the world so we talked about dinner we talked about Shabbos, what to make, and we talked about in general different stories and how I wasn't such a good cook over the years, especially with um, the situations that went around with the goulash and uh, with, uh, with uh, Jerusalem and when my friend came really late because we're always running for time. But the question is what to do for breakfast and lunch during the week. You know, we're all rushing. Not rushing, but we're all rushing. Kids to school and us to work. So how can we go about different solutions? My wife has a brilliant solution for breakfast. She found this wonderful recipe called Overnight Oats. Delicious, delicious, delicious. I asked her to actually double, triple, quadruple, quintuple the recipe so I could have a massive, massive container. And uh, my friends at work are like, uh, my coworkers really at work are like, uh, how much do you need to eat this? Uh, Where is this coming from? And I say, you know, my wife made it. It is delicious, fantastic, and uh, we had to double, triple, quadruple the recipe because it's so good. But when it comes to, to breakfast and lunch, oftentimes we don't have too much time to eat. So I'll do simple solutions. I'll break oatmeal. I leave an electric, kind of electric kettle at work, and I've done, you know, the couscous before. I've done the, the rice pilaf or the the quinoa before if you're able to make it with, uh, with the hot water. Probably not the best way, though. I've done oatmeal many times. I've done instant soups many times. I actually found a kosher restaurant nearby on Uber Eats that we ordered a few times. Really yummy, really yummy Jerusalem bagel if you're ever in that uh, area of Flushing Middle Village where my school, my site is. And I actually got pretty much the whole site to order the other day. We, we laid it down, they paid us back, and uh, it was a really nice little Kiddush Hashem having this Jewish store for all these non-Jewish people to eat had <laughs> to be participating in this really yummy food store. They actually told me, though, interestingly, that the bagels were really good bagels and the food was really good. Nobody complained about the kosher food prices, so that was pretty cool. But that was only one or a few times. We actually ordered another time. I built my own salad. One time I tried their pancakes. One time I, one time I tried their French toast. Hopefully there's no dairy baked in, but when it comes to breakfast, when it comes to lunch, it's not always so simple such a solution, easily found, I don't really, I mean, I have a fridge at this school, but other schools, I haven't had a fridge, so, what do we do, I brought a whole box of cereal, frosted Cheerios, put cinnamon Cheerios, I'll bring a nougat bar, they are deliciously and, and pretty satisfying bars n-u-g-o you could find them on amazon i actually found some lactose-free milk and i took it with me on my trip on my journey i take the train usually to the uber to the school and then got it lasted so i took a whole carton of milk and i, I have my uh, i set up my table i come in i bring my laptop down they they give us a laptop at work i bring my own laptop also for my various odd uh, jobs but you know i sit down with the bowl of cereal i sit down with the cereal uh, I sent with the bowl with the cereal and the and the milk and my coworker's like, Ah, very good. Is that a better breakfast? And I say, Yes, now I feel like a human. I feel more like a human. I used to bring dry cereal all the time, not cutting it, does not feel good. Having real milk feels real humanly. So we just wanted to talk some topics about, you know, rushing towards Shabbos, rushing towards the wheat, some ways of making food, how I've, I've uh, hopefully come a long way over the years. We named the kitchen Tani's Takeout. You're welcome to come by and join us anytime. We are Tani Talks Radio on Sheer Enjoyment Radio, brought to you by radio.co. Again, our email is sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com, and our phone number is 520-453-8302. 520 we hope you join us next week where we talk some topics for the week with some audience members to speak or to keep here on tani talks radio and i am your host tani thanks for joining